I have said it before and I will say it again. King of Tokyo is one of my all-time favorite games. It is the perfect entry-level game. I've used it at my last two companies to start a gaming group at lunch. I use it with my friends and family as well. The first episode of this podcast was all about King of Tokyo. In that episode, I promised a future episode on the sequel game King of New York. Well, it took me two years, but I made it back around. King of New York debuted in 2014, just three short years after its predecessor. New York 2 was designed by famed designer Richard Garfield and is published stateside by Yellow Games. A friend bought the game for my family one year for Christmas, knowing of our fondness for Tokyo. King of New York takes the mechanics of Tokyo, spins them around, adds a few more, and creates a very different yet completely familiar feeling game. Let's take a look at King of New York. Welcome back to Lunch and Board Game. I'm your host, Adam Collins, and let's take a look at the rule clarity for King of New York. The rules are quite clear. The booklet has a nice layout that helps walk you through the different parts, the setup, the turn, each step of the turn, and then the end game. Interestingly enough, though, the rules refer to playing with five or six players as advanced. Time to explain to newcomers. If you are building off already having the knowledge of King of Tokyo, you're looking at about 10 minutes to explain King of New York. Changes abound, but the gameplay remains very similar. You will have to explain the three new die faces, the tiles, the burrows, and the movement. If you are starting from scratch, the game would take about 20 minutes to explain. Gameplay King of New York requires more setup than King of Tokyo. Each of the five boroughs, Queens, Bronx, Brooklyn, Staten Island, and Manhattan, need three stacks of three building tiles placed in it. They need to be shuffled and placed blue side up. Then each player places their selected monster, Kong, Rob, Captain Fish, Mantis, Sheriff, or Draconis, in one of the four outer boroughs. Manhattan is the New York, or Tokyo, in this version. Only two monsters are allowed per borough. Find the Statue of Liberty and Superstar cards and set them aside, mainly so that you don't shuffle them into the power deck and then have to dig back through and find them. Then shuffle the power deck and place three face up to start the market. Lastly, make sure everybody has their player board set to zero points in the upper left and ten health in the bottom right. With the setup complete, the game can begin. Again, there are a few changes to Tokyo. First off, the numbers 1, 2, and 3 are gone from the dice and are replaced with the Destruction, Star, and Ouch. The Heal, Claw, and Energy remain and act the same way. The Heart heals 1 point, not going over 10 unless a card allows it. The Claw attacks wherever you aren't. If you're in Manhattan, you hit everyone not in Manhattan. If you are not in Manhattan, you hit only the monster in Manhattan. The Energy gives you 1 Energy Cube yes, cubes, per lightning bolt rolled. The destruction looks like a building breaking. This signifies it is used to destroy the city building tiles, the blue ones placed during setup. If you have any of these left after your second re-roll, you must destroy a building if you can. You do not, however, have to maximize them. Meaning, if you have two, you can choose to destroy the one value tile, leaving you with one remaining and nothing else of the value of one. 
you do not have to destroy the value 2 tile. When a building is destroyed, take the bonus in the lower right corner and flip it over to reveal a red army unit. If you destroy the army unit, take that bonus and remove the tile from the board. The star face works similar to the numbers in Tokyo. You must roll and save at least three star results. This gives you the superstar card that was set out during the setup. You score one point for the three stars and one point for any additional star on that turn. Once you have this card in your possession though, you can score one point for every star result on future turns so long as you remain in possession of the superstar card. If another player rolls three stars, the card is forfeited to that player. This card can be very powerful and a way to victory. Lastly, the ouch face. This looks like a skull. If one is rolled, the army in your burrow attacks you and you take one damage for each unit. If two are rolled, the army attacks everyone in your burrow. Yet, if you can roll three of them, the army units in every burrow attack any monster there, including yours. There is a silver lining to this roll. According to the rules, and I quote, you trigger a counterattack by the entire army, and you become the defender of the city. The Statue of Liberty comes to life and teams up with you. End quote. That kind of reminds me of the climax of Ghostbusters 2. Anyway, when you score the three ouches, you also get the Statue of Liberty card set aside at the start of the game. While in possession of this special bonus card, you have an additional three points. If another player becomes the defender of the city and teams up with Lady Liberty, you forfeit the card and the three points. A turn consists of five steps. Roll the dice, resolve them, move, buy cards, and end your turn. We covered the roll the dice. Resolving them can be strategic, though. You are allowed to resolve the effects in any order, and this can be very important. You can use a destruction to eliminate an army unit from your burrow before resolving your ouch where the army unit would have attacked you. Or you could destroy a hospital building for three hearts and then the two ouch dice faces still netting one health and staying alive. After resolving the dice, you have the option to move to another burrow unless you're in Manhattan. Again, this can be a strategic if you need to escape a burrow with a lot of army units. Or if you have the stink attack card that allows you to enter a burrow and move all army units out of it to other burrows. However, you cannot move into Manhattan unless you attack the monster in it and they yield, and you cannot move out of Manhattan unless you are attacked by the active monster. Next, you have the option to purchase cards for the energy value listed in the upper left. You can also wipe the market for two energy, and you can purchase as many cards as you have energy for. When it comes to ending your turn, some cards could activate, or if you're in Manhattan, you move up one spot. When you move up, you go from lower to midtown or midtown to upper. Once you are in upper Manhattan, you cannot move anymore. Where you are affects what bonuses you receive at the start of your turn in Manhattan. One point and one energy for lower Manhattan, two points and one energy for midtown, two points and two energy if you start your turn in upper Manhattan. Staying in Manhattan can be very powerful. Getting monsters out of Manhattan can be very crucial to not losing the game. 
As with Tokyo, you cannot heal while you're in Manhattan, so vacating can be important, but staying can be a risk worth taking. If your health ever reaches zero, you are eliminated. As with Tokyo, there are two ways to win the game of King of New York. Be the first to score 20 points, or be the last monster standing. Replayability King of New York and King of Tokyo have some of the highest replayability for me. Add in the expansion that makes the characters unique from one another, and you have an even higher replayability. I wish that I got to play King of New York more. I love its gameplay so much. It just elevates King of Tokyo to that next level. It is just hard to get people to switch over from Tokyo. Components Each of the components in King of New York will last a long time. The board, monsters, player boards, and chits are all nice thick chipboard. The plastic stamps for the monsters and plastic cubes will last. I still hate cubes and I have not yet replaced the ones in this game. I do, though, like to take the lightning bolts out of my Tokyo box and use them while playing New York. The cards in my King of New York game are way less worn than my Tokyo deck. I have yet to sleeve them, but I might need to be doing that so that they don't end up looking like the Tokyo deck. I don't usually talk about the box, but I will in this case because I think that they did a great job with the spot UV on the box lid. Lunchtime Potential King of New York can take a little longer to play than King of Tokyo, but you can still fit it in in under an hour. You just might not be able to play two games in under an hour. King of New York takes about 40 to 45 minutes of pure, joyous monster mayhem. Artwork The artwork is amazing as expected. It matches the theme of the game as well as King of Tokyo, which isn't surprising as two of the four credited artists worked on both games. Other. You can easily swap out your energy cubes for lightning bolts, and you should. A box organizer is pretty much a requirement if you plan to add any additional characters to the game. As with most games, you can go to Thingiverse.com and search for 3D printable add-ons for your game. There are some pretty cool buildings and army units you can print out to use on top of the tiles. I have not done this because I don't play the game enough, and I don't have the patience to print out all those little pieces. Expansions. As for expansions explicitly for King of New York, only one exists. However, the four character packs I talked about in the King of Tokyo episodes are also compatible in King of New York. You can catch up on those around the 11 minute mark of the King of Tokyo episode. I will not rehash them here. I will say they are all awesome and should be purchased and added to your game. Power Up. One thing about the Power Up expansion, that is with an exclamation mark, is that it came out in 2016. The Tokyo version came out in 2012. Why did New York just come with these cards in the base box? Anyway, this expansion adds one new playable monster, Mega Shark, and the Power Up cards. Yet not only the Power Up cards for the monsters to play in King of New York, but also for them to play in King of Tokyo. The Power Up cards give monsters unique powers and ability. During the setup, each player selects their kaiju and takes a stack of power-up cards that correspond to their creature of mass destruction. On a turn, if the player saves three heart-die results, the top power-up card is drawn. The effects can be either permanent and placed in play, or temporary and saved for the precise right moment to unleash it. 
If you are not in Manhattan, you can also score the three hearts for three health points. However, if you are in Manhattan, you can still save the three hearts for the power-up card. You just cannot heal. To me, this expansion is mandatory. It makes each monster different. This makes choosing your monster a little more important, yet the cards are balanced and the dice remain the great equalizer. Bang for the buck. King of New York retails for $51.99. That sounds like a lot, but you can find it for cheaper online. I promise. The Power Up expansion retails for $20.99. It is truly a must and can be found cheaper online as well. Also, each of the character packs retail for about $10.99. I love this game and I think it is well worth the investment. Like I said, I wish I just got to play this version a little bit more. In summary, in summary, King of New York acts like the next level of game from its predecessor, King of Tokyo. The additional rules and mechanic elevates its gameplay to a whole new level. I love the idea of the city fighting back. The tiles also add a new level of strategy. The additional bonus cards in the three levels of Manhattan make for additional great choices. I love King of Tokyo and find that it is the best game to introduce people to this hobby. I love King of New York because it allows people to see the potential of this hobby. How you can take Yahtzee and make it King of Tokyo, then take it one step further and make it King of New York. I cannot wait to see what Garfield and company have in store for the next game in this series that just came out, King of Monster Island. I will be procuring my copy later this year, doing an unboxing video of it, along with a review. Until then, go get King of New York. Heck, get King of Tokyo too, if you don't already have it. Beat me to Monster Island if you can. This franchise is one of my favorites. As usual, you can reach out to me at podinbox.com slash eatlunchandboardgame, eatlunchandboardgame.com, or email me at eatlunchandboardgame at gmail.com. And remember, board games build bridges. When you're gaming, why not be comfy? Go over to supportplayer.org. Click on the cards, pieces, and dice to get some merch. These t-shirts are some of the most comfortable I have ever worn. That's supportplayer.org and there's a link on eatlunchandboardgame.com.